Hey, good morning. This is Matt with So Cincy. I'm glad to have you here. I am just uploading, not uploading, I'm adding to Facebook right now that we are live. But I hope y'all had a great weekend. I hope it was good. I hope it was excellent. I hope there was lots and lots of um, lots and lots of football that you watched. That was excellent and good. You know, I was watching the, uh, well, I wasn't watching. I was kind of, I started following along. Right at the beginning of the 49ers-Eagles game. And saw that dude go down. And I was like, ah, that's it. That's a wrap. And then Eagles go on to blow out the 49ers. And then we watched the Chiefs-Bengals game, being a resident of Cincinnati. And unfortunately, my children did not catch my gene of being Steelers fans. They have switched. Well, they they still are Bengals fans or Steelers fans. This is this is how <laughs> this is how they they uh, justify it. They tell me when we're in Cincinnati, we'll cheer for the Bengals, and when we're in Pittsburgh, we'll cheer for the Steelers. So now I just got to make it more of an effort to get to Pittsburgh, so that I can get my kids to cheer for the Steelers. So they won't cheer for the Bengals, but I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna be heartbroken this morning when I tell them because we didn't let them stay up because the game ended at like ten o'clock, ten thirty, ten fifteen, something like that. So we're gonna, we're gonna. It's, I think it's gonna break their heart and tell them like, "Hey, Bengals lost." But I know Jude. He's more. He's more on the optimistic side. He's like, "Well, hey, we'll be here next year and the year after that." That's that's just who he is. Unlike these Cincinnati fans where they go down three and woe is me. I need to relax, man. Anyways, so we're going to be in 1 John 3 today. We're going to be looking at, we're going to be looking at the question, what is sin? Now, this is like the next part. And here's where I'm maybe going to start making the argument that at some point it is possible for the Christian to not sin. That's the that's my argument I'm going to make. So we're going to go ahead and jump right into it. This is going to be 1 John 3. And it's not. <laughs> let's pull this. Let's try this again. Let's try this again. Not that. That's my Spotify. You don't want to see that. All right, that's good so far. Just not the right page. There we go. Now how's it look? It's looking kind of looking kind of dumb with her finger and her thumb with the shape of vanilla in her forehead. Nope. Why is this not? Come on. That will work for now. Whatever. We'll deal with we'll deal with that later. Okay. So here we go. Boom, boom, boom. First John 3. Here we go. New Living Translation. See how very much our Father loves us, for he calls us his children. 
And that is what we are. But the people who belong to this world don't recognize that we are God's children because they don't know him. Dear friends, we are already God's children, but he has not yet shown us what we will be like when Christ appears. But we do know that we will be like him, for we will see him as he really is. And all who have this eager expectation will keep themselves pure, just as he is pure. Everyone who sins is breaking God's law, for all sin is contrary to the law of God. And you know that Jesus came to take away our sins, and there is no sin in him. Anyone who continues to live in him will not sin, but anyone who keeps on sinning does not know him or understand who he is. Dear children, don't let anyone deceive you about this. When people do what is right, it shows that they are righteous, even as Christ is righteous. But when people keep on sinning, it shows they belong to the devil who has been sinning since the beginning. But the Son of God came to destroy the works of the devil. Those who have been born into God's family do not make a practice of sinning because God's life is in them. So they can't keep on sinning because they are children of God. So now we can tell who are children of God and who are children of the devil. Anyone who does not live righteously and does not love other believers does not belong to God. That is the passage for today. John 3, 1 through 10. Now, we've been talking about sin and everything that's been going on with that. We're, we're kind of into the, oh, goodness. We're kind of into like the fourth fourth episode, fourth video, fourth live stream, whatever you want to call it, fourth podcast episode because because we're, we're we're this is a little plug not only are we you can't make the the live stream you don't want to watch video you listen to a lot of podcasts you can look up the so Cincy podcast and you can um watch it there so we asked the questions we asked these questions we asked We ask, can anyone keep the law of God perfectly? We ask, did God create us unable to keep his law? We ask, since no one can keep the law, what is its purpose? And now we're in what is sin. So this is the f- number four. I think that's my, if, if I do my mental math in my head as I was reading those out. I think that's number four. And so we're looking at this realm of, of God's law and sin. And so the question that we asked is, is what is sin? Sin is rejecting or ignoring God in the world. He created not being or doing what he requires. I'm sorry. Sin is rejecting or ignoring God in the world. He created rebelling against him by living without reference to him, not being or doing what he requires in his law, resulting in our death and the disintegration of all creation. Now, Let's do a cut. I need to, I need to set this up. Okay. Romans five twelve produces this idea of imputation, meaning that because Peter sinned or not Peter, <laughs> because, because Adam sinned at the beginning, 
Let me pull this up on screen for y'all if you're watching this. Okay. Romans 5.12. When Adam sinned, sin entered the world. Adam's sin brought death, so death spread to everyone, for everyone sinned. Okay? So what I'm not saying is that people are without sin. Okay? Scripture has to interpret scripture. That's one thing you need to know. So if you, fi if you find something and you're like, oh, is this a new revelation? Is this a new revelation? Well, what does scripture say? Where, where else has scriptures talked about it? Okay. So there are people who believe that you can eventually, I think, I don't know. I leave a comment. I could be wrong. I think at some point it is, it is potentially possible to live without willing, willingly sinning. Okay. I think you have those unintentional sins still, which will be made then fully perfect upon death, upon being with, but the stuff you can control, I think it's absolutely possible for a person who believes in Jesus to, to not do that. I think it's possible. Okay. So we looked at Romans 5.12. Because of Adam, sin enters into everybody. So everybody has sin. Whether you're an infant, which are, uh, my sister-in-law just had a baby. Congratulations, Sarah. That little baby, although it's adorable and although it's cute, the baby's sinful. <laughs> as terrible as that sounds, but it's true. Biblically, it's true. Okay. Now, where I would make the argument is in verse six. And here's where I'm going to get in trouble, right? Because I got to look at verse six. No, no, no. I'm sorry. What verse was it? Dear friend, I don't have this ears because this is pure. Everyone who sins breaking, you know that Jesus came to take away our sins. There's no sin in him. Anyone who, oh yeah, verse six. Anyone who continues to live in him will not sin. Now this is the, the trouble part because it's the NLT. So it's a certain translation. Now I like to go, when I was taught how to do a Bible study, to use in the NASB, which is a word for word translation. Verse 6 says, no one who remains in him sins continually. No one who sins continually has seen him or knows him. So this is an interesting, so then I would have to break this, when I would do a study, I'd have to break this down. And figure out what exactly, no one who remains in him sins continually. And so this, I can't remember... And I can't remember how this translation is. So you're going to have to fact check me on this. There's something about the words that are italicized. I don't want to say that they add them. 
but I can't remember what it what the purpose of in the in the New American Standard translations. I can't remember what the purpose of the italicized is. So this is going to look at the original, whatever language this was written in, and it's going to do as best of a job as it can to give you like a word for word literal translation. And so when I when I study when I get ready to preach and things like that, I I read to to grasp and understand in the New Living Translation, or even I'll use um, the English Standard Version. And when I go to study so that I can start to break down the text and, and, and figure out what the interpretation was and blah, 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 blah. When I do that, I use the New American Standard. So no one who remains in him sins continually. And I think you can do a, uh, a parallel. Yeah, 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 you can do a parallel. So let's pull up New Living. And now this is going to look real weird because I have to adjust it so that y'all can see it. And it's not going to look that great. And if I can <laughs> figure out, that's not what I want. All right. Y'all just going to have to deal with that. I was going to have to deal with that. Okay, let's look at our verse 6 again. Anyone who continues, New Living Translation, anyone who continues to live, continues to live in him will not sin. No one who remains in him sins continually. And even Jesus told the, the woman caught in adultery. He said, go and sin no more. So there's some things like there's some things like that that I would look at like like I would I write a dissertation maybe if I was going for like a PhD a doctorate or something my argument would be like is it possible to to not sin intentionally I don't know maybe but I could totally be wrong so who knows what does it say about God about Jesus about His plan well it talks a lot about children being a child of God. And, and when you're a child of a father, it doesn't matter who the father is, but when you're a child of a, of a father, you tend to look and act like that father. Like people tell me all the time when they, when they see Jude, they're like, they're like, Matt, you look, Jude looks so much like you. Like, I can't, like, I can't deny this kid. Like all three of them look, look like me. Um, especially when they were younger, they looked a lot like me. Joey's the one he takes more of the um Kristen side of the family. Um Lily Lily's starting to come into her, her own kind of look. But me and Jude, we are a we are a a a pair. Um and it's funny because there's also times where Jude like Jude's responses, his mannerisms, he acts like me. Kristen's like Kristen's like, that's how you are, babe. And I'm like, I'm like, no. And she's like, yeah. I'm like, okay. So when you're a child of the father, you're going to look. He's probably, he's going to grow up. He might sound like. And you're going to look and you're going to act like your father. And so this is what First John is doing here. He's, he's laying out this framework that 
you are going to look like your father and you're going to act like your father and you're going to do all these things because that's what children of the father do. So he says, if you are like your father in heaven, you are going to live in this righteous space. See how great love the God the see how great a love the Father has given us that we would be called children of God and in fact we are beloved. Now we are children of God and it has not appeared as yet what we will be. We know that when He appears. Oh, let me go back to the new um, new living because it's just it's just an easier read. That's why. See how very much our Father loves us, for he calls us his children, and that is what we are. We are already God's children, but he has not yet shown us what we will be what we will be like when Christ appears. So that means we're not yet perfected. We're, we're, not, we're not yet this fully sin is not fully gone. Just the more righteousness you live in, the more you're getting rid of sin, so to speak. And you know that Jesus came to take away our sins and there is no sin in him. So if we're to be like God, if we're to be like Jesus, at some point, sin will be completely wiped. And we won't, we won't be like, we won't have that effect or that sinfulness on us anymore. That just kind of breaks down our body. What does it say about humans? <coughs> Sorry. What does it say about humans? Well, first it says, in back up in one, the people who belong to this world don't recognize that we are God's children because they don't know him. What else does it say about humans? It says, everyone, verse four, everyone who sins is breaking God's law for all sin is contrary to the law of God, which is the scripture answer to the question, what is sin? And someone says to you, what is sin? You can point them to 1 John 3, 4. Everyone who sins is breaking God's law, for all sin is contrary to the law of God. Sin is the rejection of God and his law. Or simply put, sin is rejecting or ignoring God and the world he created, not being or doing what he requires in his law. And you can ask when they say, how can I see that scripturally? First John three, four. And what was the purpose of Jesus? First John three, five. Jesus came to take away our sins and there's no sin in him. And anyone who continu continues to sin will not sin. Who lives in him will not sin. But anyone who keeps on sinning does not know him or understand who he is. So, if you are a Christian, I'm going to try to say this as politely as I can. If you are a Christian and you're still dealing with sin and you're still dealing with its effects and all those things and you can't seem to, to get it, if that makes sense, praying to say, Jesus, show me who you are and what you want for my life. 
come to me so that I can know you and understand who you are. And that's verse John 3, 6. What can I be doing better according to this passage? For me, I can act more more and more and more like my Father in Heaven. That I can be more righteous day after day after day. And to that note, don't look at it in the grand scheme of things, but take it day by day. I was talking with someone and I, and they were, I'm I'm coaching them through and they were, they were setting goals and it's like, okay, so you have this big goal. You want to achieve this, right? What happens if you don't achieve this? Are you going to see it as a waste of time? And so I was like, is there anything else you can put in for goals? that allows you to see victories along the way or mile markers that make you a better person with the hope that as you work towards this, because there's goals that you set and I didn't tell them this, but now I'm thinking about it. There's goals that you set that you are 100% like you can, you can hundred percent count on. Right. And then there's goals you set that is is outside of your reach, right? So so if if this was an NFL player, it wasn't, right? If this is an NFL player, their goal is I want to win the Super Bowl. That's a great goal, but there are circumstances outside of you that will not allow you to win the Super Bowl. Like if you're the if you're the best punter in the NFL, and your offense sucks and <laughs> your defense sucks and all you do is punt, 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 punt and your team gets blown out 50 to nothing, 99 nothing every single game, it's going to be kind of hard to win to win a Super Bowl, right? But in your position, like I want to, I'm going to practice punting for two hours a day. I'm going to get to a point where I can put five punts in a row inside the 20, you know, things like, like, like things like things like that. There's goals you can set. So I asked them like, what can you set for yourself that like, I'm going to hit this mile marker, this mile marker, this mile marker. That's going to allow me to see wins inside of the hopes of my bigger win. And so with all that being said, when you look at this passage, this area of righteousness, what can I do to be 1% more righteous each day? Instead of thinking long-term, think short-term. We always, we always, people always get told, think long-term, think long-term, think long-term. But what can you do in this? What, I'm telling you, focus short-term. What can you do today that's going to make you 1% more righteous? What am I doing well right now? 
am I what it says in the end? Verse 10, we can tell who are children of God and who are children of the devil. Anyone who does not live righteously and does not love others does not belong to God. So what does that mean? The inverse of that is also true. Anyone who does live righteously and does love other believers does belong to God. So what am I doing well that shows me I can live righteously and love other believers? And my result is belonging to God because I belong to God. You don't do these things to belong to God. You belong to God because you do these things. Okay. Or no, not that you belong to God. And because you belong to God, you do these things. You're coming. Christianity is, is, is different in the sense of you're not, you're not working to be saved. You are saved. And because you're saved, you produce the works. And that's what this, that's what, what, that's what I'm trying to say. Because you belong to God, you will live righteously and, and you will love other believers. And so what are you doing well? Or what can you be doing better that allows you to live more righteously this day and love other believers this day, which is Monday, January 30th. And a great segue into the end. That music's righteous. But I'm Matt with Sosins. You can give us a follow everywhere on social media, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, all at SoCincy. If you want to hang out there, shoot us DMs, chat, chop it up. If you disagree with everything I said today, let me know in the comments section down below. I'll even put in the podcast episode for Spotify, is it possible to go on without sin at some point? Let me get your thoughts on that. Because I think that's an I think that's an interesting thing. So again, we will uh we hope you have a great week today and we will see you around next time. Love you. Peace.